Hey, my name is Chris McAllister, and I spent 10 years rabidly chasing my goals. A custom-built home at age 22, a custom-dream home for my family at age 27, a millionaire on paper. I spoke for large audiences. I led a nonprofit where I had a large team, and it all came crashing down. Eviction notice, a box of Cheerios I couldn't buy, I could barely feed my family, my wife sold her engagement ring, and I've spent the last eight years obsessively studying, teaching, coaching others on what I have to remind myself of every day, that the key to finding sustainable happiness, that sustainable flow, is to unblock yourself from self-sabotage and be at your best. My goal is to guide you through fear by slowing down the moment to help you harness your energy. This podcast will talk you through the stress and help you feel calm and organized. Okay, so welcome. So glad you're here. And one quick note before we jump into something I wish uh, I would have been told 17 years ago when I started leading people. Uh, but, but the quick note, we are in the process now of getting ready for the next cycle of coaching. And Originally, I'd capped it at a number, and we exceeded that number. I moved my schedule around to open up a few more spaces, and for a number of reasons, I did that. But if you're interested, I would definitely need to know ASAP. So you could go to chrismcallister.com forward slash share and get details on it. And if you get questions, hit me up. Love to chat with you about that. Um Okay, so let's jump in. Here's the thing that I wish I would have been told. You know, I'm 38. I've been leading and building teams um, professionally. You know, being paid is part of my job since I was 21. And nobody ever articulated attention for me. That is uh, something I've found to be true just over and over again. That leadership and moving something forward and building something and starting something doesn't have to be lonely, but yet it'll still feel lonely. And I know that sounds weird, and I want to talk about both sides of that. Uh, there are going to be moments where you can feel incredibly fulfilled. You've built this team. They know you. You give a sideways glance in a, in a way that they get your joke, and it's just amazing how awesome that feels when you've made a long, deep climb with a team. On the flip side... There's still moments when you go to bed and you carry something that nobody understands unless they've carried that before too. And the tension of these realities uh, is just giving voice to it is really helpful. I'm going to give you some real practical stuff so that you can build powerful teams uh, as we walk through today. But at first, I just want you to notice this tension in your own life, what it means for you to lead something and to move something forward, to start something, build something, and you go, oh, wow, this feels really cool. Look at these people around me. Look at the people I get to hang with. But then there are those moments, too, you put your head on the pillow, and there's a little bit of sadness there. Um, and I've, like, experimented uh, not intentionally. I was just trying out things, uh, lots of different ways of interacting and leading teams and being with people. Um, a key mentor for me at one point, multimillionaire, very successful, said, you're too close to the people you lead. Uh, and that shook me up. I was like, maybe he's right. And he was right about a lot of things. I came to a conclusion that he was wrong about that thing, which we'll get into. Um, but for me, you know, an initial idea that I don't have time to unpack in a big way today, but I just want to address healthy leaders learn the difference between an aching loneliness or solitude that can empower them. Healthy leaders 
learn the difference and know the difference between an aching loneliness and a solitude that can empower them. How do you learn that? Go back through the first 12 episodes of this podcast, specifically week six. Learn what it means to sit with yourself, to explore your imagination. Uh, If you are the kind of person who can learn to tap into the power of your solitude more and more, then you're not going to be internally distracted. You're going to be present and able to do what I'm going to lay out for you today. Um, And as I lay this out, it's so many stories I could share with you about places where I feel like I've been betrayed, places I've screwed things up. But for all of those stories, a hundred to one moments of uh, deep laughter, drinks, meals, taking that effort that we're trying to make happen, that plan and doing that climb together and feeling the fulfillment of uh, watching us make that thing go. And we did it together. So when you're in the beginnings of building friendships, relationships, um, you're looking around for where are their feelings. If you're not internally distracted, you're going to notice little moments where you could follow a feeling to deepen a relationship. I'll give you a practical exercise uh, at the end to do this with. Um, But here's the thing. The closest community comes out of a shared mission built on secure identities, right? This is a big idea of what SciShift is about. A secure identity overflows to a clear mission and then attracts and builds healthy community. So it's amazing to me that people don't understand how deep you can actually get with the people you're pursuing a mission with. Uh, in my context, that's uh, the people I work with and for with SightShift. It's the team that makes SightShift happen, and it's my family. Those are all shared missions. When I jump in to work with an organization, I, I share that mission with them. Uh, for our SightShift team, it's an adventure we're taking together, and for our family, the mission of what it means for us to enjoy life and hang out and be and relate and develop. So the first thing that you're looking around for is uh, where is there a feeling to follow? Uh, where is there something that I want to I reach out to somebody and ask them something? I want to offer something to them like, hey, can I help you with something today? Hey, I've been thinking about you. We hadn't chatted in a while. Whatever. There's tons of different ways that feeling uh, will surface. And when you're not internally distracted, you can learn to pay attention to it. So you think about that like it's a beginning point of relationships. A middle point is as you hang out and you are with people, where do you see greatness in them? Um, The people that I ask to join me in things, it's because there's some point where I've seen something in them that even if they can't see it for themselves or even if others don't see it around them, I know that it's true. Um, I can think through different people that like are, are with Sight Shift where there was a moment where I saw something. And if, again, if you're internally distracted and and you're feeling insecure in your identity, then you're not going to be able to notice these things. You're too caught up in uh, being distracted by the hype and the bravado and the empty promises that people can make. This is about when you're secure in who you are, you calm down, you see something there. There's some greatness. And then if you want to think about what makes it official for them to join you in the venture of what you're trying to accomplish, they're going to pursue the mission with you. You're not just looking for the feeling. You're not just looking for the greatness. Third, you're looking for who's around you. Who in some way is doing it with you? Who's contributing? 
the first overnight site shift retreat. Eventually, originally we started these as retreat, uh, started site shift as retreats, and it was I just loved teaching the content that way. It was so much fun, and we hang out, have some drinks, things loosen up, you get deep, you help people see a new reality. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. The first overnight one, I remember being there, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, "Who's here helping me make this happen?" Oh my gosh. Uh, so-and-so showed up and, and brought the food and he cooked and he has enough success in life that he didn't have to serve in that way, but he did it because he wants to help make the mission happen. I'm sitting outside taking a break. It's this beautiful cabin. And, uh, now another super close friend, he wasn't at that time it was developing, but he comes out and he sits down beside me, goes, how are you doing right now? And it was just an amazing feeling to pay attention to. I'd already seen the greatness, and then I'm noticing who's around me. So I just want to say again to you, you will have moments where you feel lonely, and you want to learn to make those empowering solitude. You also don't have to be lonely in the pursuit of the mission. The deepest relationships come out of the shared mission built on a secure identity. So let's make it real practical. How do you get started on this? What do you do? Let me give you a couple of uh, items that you can put on a weekly to-do list and see all your relationships change. It's crazy. So take a list out and right at the top of the list, write grow and write three names under grow. These are relationships that that you really want to grow, that you want to see something develop, that there might be something there. You're not really sure. You're going to write the three names, and you're going to write beside those names one thing you can do for them, one thing you can offer to do for them. Look, don't make this complicated. It could be as simple as saying, uh, you know, sending them a text, have a great day. Again, this is, this is looking at the beginning part of relationships. Three names, three things to do. Now, make a note. Check your motive here. This is no agenda. This is just what it means to invest and be, invest and be, invest and be. Seek to be the friend rather than gain the friend, and you'll have tons of relationships around you. So first list is grow. Second list is serve. You're going to list three names of three people that have got your back. Um, Now, you may not have three names you can write in there, and that's okay. In fact, it's very normal that you would have one, maybe two names. That happens a lot. And don't write your family. Don't write your mom or your dad. Okay, these are just, these are friends. And there's reasons you don't do that. Um, If you can't put three names in there, let that be a wake-up call. This is something to struggle with and go, whoa, I'm not moving relationships from uh, an entry-level point to a point of depth. And, you know, again, the more you learn how to live out of a secure identity, you will do that. But if you can only write one or two names, just let it be a wake-up call. If you can write three names, awesome. But you're writing three names down there of people that have got your back. They know uh, what's going on in your life. They know deep struggles, and they know how to be there for you in them. Now, for me, you know, I have come through, gosh, man, in the last uh, 10 years, three or four significant rebuilding phases. And it was intense and crazy and wilderness type experiences. And the most recent one, one of those people who I would say has my back, he would text me occasionally. He would just say, you still breathing? Seven or eight years ago when I was going through a, like a deep struggle, he was reaching out then too. You alive? He'd call. 
Um, but you still breathing. That was an actual text I got from him. He knows my battles. He knows my struggles. He knows if I go quiet, I'm probably too deep in my head. And this is a gift I want all leaders to experience. It's so many I talk to confess to feeling lonely. So they feel lonely. They stay focused on performance and they don't know just how to be human and let others in. They feel that they falsely feel they can't share vulnerabilities, insecurities, losses, and pains. And they deny their friends the honor of doing just that, being a friend. All great pursuits, missions, quests, adventures are built on friends you can be vulnerable with. And when you're moving away from proving and hiding, the desire for this will surface so strongly. So what you're doing with these three names for serve is you're writing one thing you can do for them. One thing, same as the grow. And it can be simple again, but you're just finding a way to keep investing in those relationships and strengthening strengthening them. Third list I want you to write, and I got a little ahead of myself here, is I want you to write share. Share. And then write one thing you're hiding and then who you can share it with. And this is where it gets risky, right? I talk about this in the uh, week 11, enjoying relationships, uh, or the 11th podcast. That's where we go through our initial coaching program. But if you take these three lists, grow, serve, share, set this on repeat each week and don't, um, don't freak out, you know, week to week, most people underestimate the power of the compounding impact of doing this weekly to see what friendships look like a year from now and how much more aware you're going to be to pay attention to what's happening, uh, to nurture, to build, to grow. Uh, hope this is helpful to you as you take this 10,000 step journey and enjoy the relationships, enjoy the moments that are quiet, and learn how to navigate and live in both. Peace.